0: co-founder, InfoEdge, Sanjeev Pichandani's interview, Simply with Suparna.
1: Thank you so much, Sanjeev, for doing this for me. Thank you for calling me. First things first, how would you define entrepreneurship?
0: I think uh, an essential component of entrepreneurship, real entrepreneurship, is pioneering and innovating. Okay. Uh, If you're just doing a Me Too, uh, then you're starting a business. Right. So, you know, real uh, at the core of entrepreneurship is uh, first generation, uh, risking not just your money, also your life, mm-hmm. uh, and doing something that nobody's done before.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That was your thought process when you actually started out, Nakri.
0: Well, no, I mean you don't start. Look, this is now in hindsight Correct. after doing it for you know 20-25 uh, years. Right. This is what I believe. Okay. When you are starting out, it looks like a good idea. You do it. You know.
1: And you take the risk.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So I believe that you believe in calculated risks. What, what is a calculated risk?
0: Well, uh, I think uh, a calculated risk is essentially about risk management. You're mitigating your risk. OK. Uh, because see, most uh, a lot of people look at return. Right. They don't understand risk well enough. OK. But if you want to succeed over the long term, mm-hmm. uh, I think you really have to look at risk uh, possibly even more than you look at return. OK. Uh, so you've got to manage and mitigate risk. Okay. Uh, so, how do you do that, right? Uh, there are several ways. Uh, so, the first thing you look for is you go and talk to customers. Mm-hmm. If the customer tells you he wants it. Right. That's one element of risk removed.
1: That's our first litmus test.
0: Yes. So, so one of the key questions that we ask entrepreneurs uh, before we invest in startups is right. uh, where did you get the idea from? the idea from. Mm-hmm. Now, let's take the case of Zomato.
1: Right.
0: Uh, it was then called Foodie Bay. Mm hmm. So when I met Dipinder Goyal,
1: hmm.
0: for the first time I asked him, uh, Dipinder where did the idea from? Right. And the story is very interesting. So hmm. he was working in Bain Consulting hmm. in Gurgaon. Now Bain Consulting has got maybe 50, 60, 70, 80 people. Right. Uh, mostly male, mostly young, mostly unmarried, uh, mostly living away from home. So they would work late nights. They wouldn't get food from home. Hmm. So now they often at a cafeteria, but they wouldn't serve food, you have to get your own food. Okay. So the admin guy had um, collected uh, takeaway menu cards mm-hmm. from about 50 60 70 restaurants which delivered right uh, to that location and he put them all in a folder right in the cafeteria then you come and you look at the folder if you figure out what you want to order then you order sure now it was a shared resource you couldn't take it to your desk correct so the printer said "Yeah, have budget line it's a huge pain right so one weekend uh, I just came and I scanned all the menu cards and put them on my personal page in the office intranet. The did that. Yeah. All right. For everybody to access. Cool. Right? Two days later, he says the IT infra manager came to him and said, "Yeah, what have you done? How come all the internal traffic is going to your page?"
1: Right. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. That is clear evidence that this thing is solving a problem.
1: Right. Correct.
0: Sure. And that's when he went out and aggregated menu cards of restaurants around the city. Wow. And started foodie bay excellent okay so now he could have got some other idea and not checked it out without this evidence gone ahead and done it it right. may not have worked right that's a risk hmm. he mitigated the risk by looking for evidence within that, his own circle yeah
1: yeah that's cool so you mentioned um, about success as well so if i were to ask you uh, are you successful
0: look uh, the if you look at conventional standards that look is Nokri doing well is it valuable it's listed so many people it's a good brand by all those yardsticks you know yeah successful but i think uh, you know success is about setting your goals and achieving them so the longest time you know we define mere survival as success right if you can survive and you can pay your salary at the end of the month hmm. and, and live for the next month hmm. you know you succeeded. succeed right and uh, I think for the first 10 or 15 years, hmm. uh, you know, that's what success is about. Right. So success what changes.
1: Right. So in hindsight, if you were to say that these are the three definite steps to success, what would they be?
0: I think uh, breaking even, I think uh, getting customer, uh, get, getting, get, making sales to customers hmm. and getting repeat purchase. Right. 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 That's a very important thing. I think evidence of natural traction that, okay. you know, the way Dipinder saw. Although we, we saw in Nokri when mm-hmm. we first launched it, that mm-hmm. look, uh, we are getting traffic without advertising and mm-hmm. more and more is coming. Right. These are all straws uh, in the wind of uh, you know early stage success. Right.
1: So, Sanjeev, after Nokri, Jeevan Sathi, now uh, also.
0: 99 acres. Oh,
1: 99 acres, <laughs> yes, of course. And of course, um, Ashoka, how did that come about?
0: So, once again, you know, there were a couple of Eureka moments. So. I around maybe mid maybe 2005 six. I bumped into somebody who'd been a year junior to me mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. and I was meeting her for the first time after graduation. That's about 20 years earlier mm-hmm. at a conference dinner, uh, and I asked her, "So what are you doing?" She said, "I went to D school uh, to do my MA in economics uh, after gradu- graduating in from St Stephen's College in economics, which is what I had also studied." Right. And uh, now I'm teaching in a college in Delhi University. Acha. Okay. So I asked her, Great, uh, what are you teaching? She says The hmm. syllabus has not changed since
1: 1980.
0: Wow. I said, What? So there's a new economic policy, communism has c- collapsed, you know, uh, all these things have happened, India's got a different economic strategy now. And, yeah, but it's the same syllabus. Hmm. And I was saying, Wow, this has to change. Uh, then uh, I went to Cambridge, uh, you know, just listening and I looked at the first year of microeconomics textbook and I figured that they study more microeconomics than I did in three years in Delhi University. Right. They studied in the first year. Right. Then I learned that if you do a BA from Delhi University in economics, you go and join second year BA uh, in Cambridge. Achcha. So they regard their first year as equal to wow. our three years. Hmm. Uh, so all the, a bunch of things happened. And then uh, you no, know, I figured maybe it's time to Look at starting a new college okay. uh, on a different, uh, you know, pattern and uh, standard. Uh, I also began to, you know, I, I used to go to various IITs and IIMs and other colleges to give talks. Right. And uh, I came away saying, our students are brilliant, hmm. but we need a new type of institution.
1: Hmm. So, what is the difference that Ashoka brings?
0: So, Ashoka has got two three things. One is it's multidisciplinary which means that so every institution is multi, multidisciplinary but students study a single subject right so if you study economics in Delhi University you study economics correct right at Ashoka we give width and then you major so you study six seven eight subjects mm-hmm. and then you decide what you want to major in okay so when you come in mm-hmm. we allow you to change your major sure after one year
1: oh Fo- okay
0: right? okay uh, so one is that uh, now, this single subject silo is a mm. system we inherited from the British. Okay. Uh, Width and then major is right. the American system. Right. Correct. Uh, now, life is multidisciplinary. Mm-hmm. You've got to join dots across various domains. Mm-hmm. So we believe this is better. We also believe that, look, at 18, you may not know enough to give a firm choice of major.
1: Correct. For the rest of your life, how can you kind yeah. of decide? Uh,
0: and after experiencing 6, 7, 8 subjects, you can figure out your major better. Sure. Right? Uh now both my uh, children uh have gone to the US to do college. Right. And I'm thinking to myself that look, uh why do I have to send my kids ten thousand miles away?
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Why can't we have a really great college along those lines in right. India? And I used to stand uh, outside the student counselor's uh uh, OC admissions counselor's uh, office in my mm. daughter's school mm. and there's to be a big crowd of students there Right. and I used to talk to them and I f- quickly figured out that listen, these kids are really bright
1: mm. Mm.
0: there is no way they can afford to go if they don't get a scholarship mm. Correct. and I said why can't we uh, get it more affordable in India, right. the same quality education right. which is what Ashoka
1: that's wonderful but sometimes I even wonder do we also have enough workplaces to absorb this kind of talent, the kind of uh, education they're going to get in universities like Ashoka or will they, you know, after graduating again be in a similar situation as to, you know, where do we go, what do we do? So look,
0: smart kids will get good jobs. Okay. Right? You've got to produce enough talent. Right. So the challenge of India is that we've got lots of people. Right. We don't have too many talented people. So if you produce talent, you'll find jobs.
1: So we're talking about Ashoka. How did that, uh, you know, pan out? Did you do that individually?
0: No, 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 no. It's a... It's a hugely collective effort. Okay. So when I sort of figured out that maybe it's time to start a new type of college in India, I went to Ashish Dhawan, uh, who was then heading Chris Cap, and um, I was pointed in the direction by one of our independent directors, I said, listen, uh, Arun Lugal. Okay. said talk to Ashish, she's also interested in education. Okay. So, I went to Ashish and I said, You know, Ashish, uh, this is what I think that maybe it's time to start a new college uh, which is genuinely multidisciplinary.
1: And truly in the entrepreneurial spirit, I guess. You're always buzzing with ideas. you got to do something. <laughs> then, I mean,
0: you discuss, and then maybe out of 100 things you discuss, one you actually do. Uh, but the key is to keep discussing and keep having conversations. So, Ashish said, Great idea. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let, let's uh, take this forward. So, then I went to. Uh, we went to Pramod sinha who was the founding dean of ISB. He actually was instrumental setting up ISB for right. McKinsey. And we told him that listen, we wanted to join us because uh, as a team, three of us, and uh, we want to do this, and you know we, we need your help. So we kind of talk. There were there were a few other people also at that time um, who had studied in Delhi University, in St Stephen's College, and uh, said, okay, we've got to do something that um, okay. improves the current system. Uh, there was Chandan Mitra, Abhijit right? a uh, few others and uh, we we did that and after a few months uh Pramant said listen there's a group of people who are also approached me
1: mm-hmm.
0: they are ex-iit and mm-hmm. they want to start a technology college along the lines of a great technology college okay okay and you know it's going to be a big big task so why don't the two teams do two, two of you merge mm. so suddenly we were we had nine ten people wow okay Along the way, what happened was that the idea got morphed into being pure liberal arts and sciences. Okay. And we said we'll do engineering later. Okay. Uh, and that's how it happened. So today there are close to 100 founders.
1: Right. Close to 100 founders, is that correct? That's right. It's wow. So
0: Ashoka is the largest collective private philanthropy project in India.
1: Wow, that's amazing. There has to be a feat in itself. So, uh, Coming back to the entrepreneurial sector and and the importance of co-founders, considering that Ashoka has hundred co-founders, but people who are starting out, what do you have to say to them?
0: So I think uh, co-founders are good and useful, hmm. provided the chemistry is right. Hmm. Uh, now, logically and rationally, you should get co-founders with complementary skill sets. Right. But you know that doesn't usually happen. Uh-cha. Your, your co-founder, are people you know, you've worked with, you've. Uh, I have studied with, they are in your neighborhood, they could be in your family. Right. Uh, and you look more uh, at chemistry and emotional support for each other in the beginning. Uh, as compared to rational, I'm recruit, you don't recruit a founder. Right. 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 You, you meet and you know. Right. And you figure out that both of you want to do the same thing. Right. And that's when you do it. sure.
1: But does that also sometimes lead to a certain kind of a dysfunction if you're, you know, culturally not aligned or something's uh, gone look, wrong? Look,
0: uh, yes, it can. I mean, I, I have seen, uh, you know, founders split up hmm. and that isn't great. Hmm. But in general, uh, having co-founders with diversified ownership of the company hmm. uh, is something which uh, I think is good for the company.
1: Hmm.
0: It reduces risk.
1: Hmm.
0: Investors love it. Hmm. Right? Hmm. And they... Typically, having two or three good co-founders
1: hmm.
0: uh, improves the chances of success.
1: So you look at co-founders when you are looking at an entrepreneurial venture to invest in. Yes. Okay. That's cool. So everybody knows about your successes and where you've reached. Tell us something where you failed.
0: So you know the thing about failure when you're doing a startup hmm. is it's uh, you, you you fail when you quit. Until then, you're simply not successful yet. Wow. So. The secret of very many successful entrepreneurs is persistence. Acha. Hmm. Ultimately, good things will happen. That's one secret. Right. The second secret is that if you have survived hmm. to see the next month, right. you have succeeded. Right. Okay, because in the beginning, uh, it's about survival. Correct. So keep your costs low and be frugal. So no matter what revenue you get, Correct. your costs will meet your costs. Correct. And then you have succeeded. Correct. So I won't say we had any big failures hmm. because we are very, very careful how we spend money.
1: Acha. Okay so um what according to you could be the dysfunctions of a team or of an enterprise
0: i think uh the real problem happens starts when people stop communicating Achha. okay their expectations and uh, of each other uh, and people they lose respect hmm. for one another person or let's say somebody is not pulling his weight, is not working hard enough, not right. putting the kind of hours, uh, you know, doesn't have the kind of capabilities the other person has. Right. Uh, or there's a perception that he doesn't have it. Hmm. Right. And that's when problems start. Hmm. hmm.
1: According to you, uh, what is the difference between the startup ecosystem as far as India is concerned and as far as the West is concerned?
0: So, I think in many ways we're trying to mimic the West. Acha. Okay. But the truth is that uh, the Indian market is a lot smaller than, let's say, U.S. or China. cha. So, therefore, the kind of money you raise uh, should be proportionally smaller.
1: Hmm.
0: Otherwise, you won't be able to service that equity.
1: Acha.
0: Because you, your company may not become that large because right. the Indian market is smaller. Right. Now, what has happened is that there are so many investors who have come in. Correct. That uh, I think very many companies have been overcapitalized. cha. Which leads to its own problems mm-hmm. because when when companies, you know, run on investor money rather than customer money, mm. uh, you can afford to make mistakes and the market won't correct you and you can build the wrong business model. Wow.
1: Example?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, um, the examples are, will be, I guess, coming. Uh, Coming uh, in next next few years. I don't want to name anybody here, but they're all my friends. But but it's important that you run on customer money beyond a point,
1: Hmm.
0: as opposed to investor money. Of
1: course, right? That's the basic principle of a business. That's right. Per se. Unfortunately, I think the younger generation is looking at suddenly overnight successes of valuation of businesses and raising
0: funds. So, the other thing is that look, you don't succeed when you raise money. Right. Or you get a valuation on that. That basis. is not
1: what success is all not, about.
0: Success is when you have a sustainable business. Right. With is defensible. Correct. Where you've built a product IP uh, which is, you know, getting customers, getting big right. customers.
1: Sure.
0: At unit economics that are positive, that are, that, are, that makes sense.
1: Hmm.
0: That's when you can say your business has succeeded.
1: Right. Sure. In 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 terms of role models. I personally feel like I was discussing with you that we're probably not setting the right kind of role models for our kids to emulate. It's more about, uh, you know, the kind of funds that you can raise, you know, the kind of uh, momentum you can gain as far as that is concerned, let it alone the basic principles of business. Are you, do you feel we're setting the right role models? Well,
0: look, the market has a way of disciplining people,
1: hmm.
0: right? So if somebody's consistently doing the wrong thing, right. and continues to do the wrong thing, right. Uh, the market beyond a point will not let that company survive.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, so this is all work in progress. Uh, jury's out. Hmm. Uh, you know, it may look like we are we are taking wrong road models. Right. But the truth is, if those road models are wrong, hmm. they will not survive beyond a point. Right.
1: right.
0: Right. And ultimately, the market will sort it out. So I think it's a question hmm. of waiting.
1: Hmm. hmm. So if you were to define success for me again, I'm coming back to that. What would it be? Because the yardstick right now, what we're using is primarily money.
0: Well, I would say creation of an organization, an institution that outlives its founders. Acha, okay. That, that's enduring value. You know, the most va- the the most valuable company, not the most valuable, but the I think the longest living company will be one hundred years old. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And
1: is there a, 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 you feel a, years old. a sense of importance for uh, the DNA of the company to have a value system interwoven beyond making money?
0: Absolutely, because. Uh, you see, when you're doing a startup, hmm. okay, you will run into trouble more than once. Achcha. There will be several times when you're near death. Achcha. Right? Uh, that is more or less guaranteed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It always happens. Now, at those times, if you don't have a way of keeping the team together in the business, you know, hmm. uh, you will not be able to uh, run that company. Hmm so and that binding force that glue very often is the entrepreneur or founders themselves Hmm. more importantly it's the vision mission Hmm. it's the values Hmm. it's the infectious enthusiasm that they they bring to the table Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, so you definitely need more than money
1: Hmm. so if i were to ask you five apps that you can't do without what would those be
0: Uh, i think whatsapp definitely
1: Hmm.
0: is something i use all the time let me just check my phone okay i think it's a motto i use often we look at our own apps often just to see if they are working okay. Okay. Uh, 99 Acres, Jeevan Sathi, Nokri.
1: Of course. Yeah. yeah. But no mandate at InfoEdge to order from Zomato. No,
0: but we order anywhere, right? Because you want the food. <laughs> uh, I sometimes use Facebook. Um, there is a very interesting app I have got called WikiArt. Wow. Which uh, just just a you know it's a aggregation of uh, famous artists and painting. Okay. That's nice. So, you know, you can say if you want to Check out, say, Van Gogh. You can see Van Gogh. You can.
1: And there's an explanation about that piece of art. There is it?
0: Uh, no. But that will be a good improvement for them to do. So, Goat Herd, wow. of, uh, 1862.
1: So, are you looking into investing into art?
0: Uh, n- no. I mean, I don't. I don't do that. But um, I enjoy and appreciate. Okay. Good paintings. That's cool.
1: So, I would love to know what inspires Sanjeev Bhikchandani. What are the books that you read?
0: Well, uh, tell you truthfully, I am not reading as much as I used to. Okay. Uh, you know, I am consuming more and more content on, on digitally. Right. Uh, but having said that, I think uh, I would like to read about history. Uh, I would like to read mostly non-fiction but not management books. I think, um, you know, I have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, my all-time favorite, I read some fiction. My all-time favorite author is uh, John Le Carre. Achha. And uh, of course, his trilogy about George Smiley—you uh, know, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Honorable Schoolboy, and Smiley's People—right over the last twenty, twenty-five, thirty years, I must have read that at least seven, eight times. Wow! So I think uh, that's a multi-layered uh, piece of work, and uh, every time I read it, I, I discover something new which I'd not noticed earlier. Right. Uh, I think. Uh, and I've just ordered on Amazon, I think, what might be John Carré's last book because he's now in his late 80s. Okay.
1: It's
0: called A Legacy of Spies. I okay. Mean, it's uh, releasing uh, next couple of days. So okay. I've already ordered it. Okay. it should come in a week's time. Okay. I'm looking forward to it.
1: So, a so question comes to my mind. Um, the difference between Sanjeev Bhikchandani of the 1990s and 2017?
0: I think I lose my temper a lot less. Acha. Uh, I think I'm a lot more patient with people. Um, I think uh, I take more and more things as they come. Okay. Uh, I panic a lot less when things are not going my way.
1: Okay.
0: So, it's all about growing up and maturing. And what
1: would you advise your younger self if, if you were to give yourself an advice? Um, it'll be alright. It'll be alright. It's okay. It's fine. You'll get there. <laughs> Chill.
0: <laughs> There's a song by Billy Joel. Right. Uh, called Vienna. Okay. Um, you know, and the first few lines are slow down you crazy child.
1: <laughs> you're so
0: ambitious for a juvenile. Wow. Uh, and the you know the the, the, the it says, uh, Vienna waits for you.
1: Excellent. Mm-hmm. Slow down you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile, but then if you're so smart, tell me why are you still so afraid? Vienna waits for you Okay, so we're also going to put you in the hot seat right now (laughs) Okay We'll ask you some startup jargon And what they mean to you primarily Okay So what does freemium mean to you?
0: So freemium is a standard uh, model for uh, a lot of internet companies Where you give you a lot of stuff free of cost Hmm. And for some stuff you charge Which means that you get a whole base of users Hmm. Who come in for the free stuff Hmm. And some of them pay And it works Well, it can work It's working in Jeevan Mm-hmm. It's working in Merit Nation. Mm-hmm. a okay. no company we invested in. Right. So it can work, it has worked. Okay. Um, and if you do it right, it can work.
1: Exit strategies.
0: So typically we don't, uh, that's not something uh, I look at because okay. uh, when we enter a business, right. uh, we don't enter with intent to exit. Correct. So we intend to stay, build a business. So, right. So.
1: Okay. MVP.
0: Uh, so, I've never used that jargon, uh, MVP, all, and the first time I heard it, I said, what is that? <laughs> okay, so, hey, uh, look, you've got to produce something the customer wants, okay? And obviously, common sense is that you'll produce a minimum sort of thing which the customer wants because you don't have money, so you can't build a tarmel on day one. Right. And you keep on improving it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. All right. I think more or less we pretty much sorted. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah, for being here, so Sanjeev. Thank you so much.